Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. You have tuned in to our weekly book review. We believe at the Courageous Truth Podcast we need to arm ourselves with the truth of God's word as we navigate culture and secular society. We pray this review will inspire you to dive into this book and prayerfully consider the author's content. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast as we continue to be courageous with the truth. Now here's your host, Eric Lundberg. Welcome everybody to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I'm so excited that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. This is a new content venture that I am embarking on, and that is the book review. I am going to begin to review books weekly, and I think that it's very important because I believe so much information and so much truth is locked inside in between the two covers of many books, especially nowadays that's coming out, and I'm excited to begin to share some of them with you. I'm just going to be reviewing them. I'm not going to be giving any content or really anything so much behind it because I want to encourage you to read it for yourself. But before we get into it, I want to remind you, look, the the mission of the Courageous Truth podcast is to equip every listener to build a biblical worldview. How do we do that? I say it every week. We do it by reading God's word. Today, we are staying cutting edge. We're keeping our minds sharp. We're keeping our spirits sharp. We're keeping our hope alive. We're listening to many different perspectives. And it takes discipline to read, but you know what? The reward of discipline is wisdom. And I think that there's so much wisdom in books today. Now, we are going to read a book, or one that I just got done reading today, actually. And this book is called The Fauchian Bargain. Great book by Steve Deese and Todd Erzin. They are both hosts on Blaze Media platforms. You can look them up on all Blaze Media platforms, blaze.com, get the app, and you can find out everything you need to know about them. Steve has written, I believe this is his sixth or seventh book, and this is uh, Todd's first book, and it is a really, really good one. So I want to get in a little bit, and I want to kind of talk, I don't want to give away what the content is, but I want to just kind of whet your appetite, and uh, hopefully you'll go out and you'll go out and read this book. Um, First thing I want to say is all of these, the rights to this book, everything about this book belongs to the authors, belongs to Post Hill Press. I have no rights. I own nothing. Uh, This is just all my observations as a reader, and I'm very glad that I read this book. Now, it is a, surprisingly enough, it is a perfect mix of ironic humor with a very serious tone, and it was captivating from the very beginning to the end. Now, I think if we picked up this book maybe a year or two ago, probably two or three years ago, we would have laughed. We would have thought it was a farce. We would have thought it was a complete comedy, that there's no way that people would fall for this type of narrative and it would be able to move society along the way that it has. Now, it was a very compelling narrative of the bureaucratic leadership behind the scenes of COVID-19. Now, I want to be very clear about something before I get into it. The author was is in no way a COVID denier. In fact, both authors were extremely empathetic and extremely 
uh, heartfelt towards anybody who had lost loved ones or who anybody who had gotten sick from this virus or anyone who had lost their business or lost liberty or lost anything from it. They were very empathetic towards. So they are no way deniers. Okay, this book it opens and closes. Okay, with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Now, when Benjamin Franklin, I'm going to read the opening quote that is in the very first page of the book. When Benjamin Franklin was amending the Constitution, and they people asked him, "Okay, what kind of government are you trying to form?" Benjamin Franklin said, "A republic." If you can keep it. And I think that that opening of the book just kind of tells exactly where the authors want to take you and how they want to navigate you through this past year of really this COVID-19, these lockdowns, everything that's happened. This book is very new within the past month of being released. Right now it is May uh, 18th, so or actually May 19th by the time this is released. And this book goes into detail over the last year. This book opens up with many different contradicting statements by the one and only Anthony Fauci. From the uh, flip-flopping of his statements on masks and the severity of the virus and the herd immunity. And it seemed like he began to change his thoughts daily. And they gave a timeline to start the book out, a timeline of all those different things that he said was different, things that he changed his mind on, how he backtracked, how he covered up his, his tracks when he did change them. You know, and then in the next few chapters, it goes into uh, just kind of spending some time navigating the reader through the confusing information and the conflicting reports of the different experts and the different uh, medical people and just how everything was contradicting. You know, one country would say this, one state would say this, one county, one city. Everything was just conflicting. And they do a really good job of navigating us through that with dates and with names and just so many different things to really help us make sense and in a lot of ways confirm a lot of the suspicions that we already had. Then the authors take some time to explore the virus impact and response in Sweden. And this is very interesting. They look at the response that Sweden had in 2020, and they look at the response that the state of Michigan had. Now, Sweden, we know, uh, many of you do. If not, they'll tell you in the book. They had more laxed restrictions, if any at all. And they had different outlooks and perspectives on it. Now, Michigan had some of the strictest COVID regulations in the nation, maybe even in the world, so much so as they were micromanaging your movement in your house. And they compare the results between the two places, between Michigan and between Sweden. Now, what I want to say too is this book is extremely easy to follow. <clears throat> I would have been I was a little bit apprehensive when I picked up this book because I get lost in a lot of the medical verbiage and a lot of the data and a lot of the numbers. I can get lost in that and, and I'll just, I'll put it down and I won't pick it back up again because I'll feel like I'm so confused and I feel like it's, uh, you know, speaking to an audience that's a lot more educated than I am. This book does a very good job of breaking it down, making sure that even someone who's not educated in the medical 
field or profession or isn't really a uh, political or bureaucratic follower will be able to pick on the, up on this stuff. So whenever they make quotes or they cite articles, they do a very good job of making sure that the font breakup is different so you can follow along so well. They did a great job producing this book as well. Now, the book does take a very frightening turn, I must say, when they get into exposing what took place in the Wuhan lab and Anthony Fauci's ties to it. And it is, it is rather alarming. It is rather frightening. It is a lot rather concerning and disconcerting, if you will. Now, this book comes to a very eye-opening conclusion that brings uh, to light the really the ridiculous mask mandates, the inconclusive science, the varying factors that go into the mask and forcing people to wear masks and some people do and don't and just the inconclusive science of it all. And it really just breaks that down in a lot of ways shows the impact that it has had on culture and the impact that it's, it's had on society. And in a lot of ways, how it's created, the masks and, and the COVID culture has created almost its own society, its own cult, its own set of rules. And that was a little bit eye-opening, I thought, to myself, because we've all been affected by it. And they did a real good job, too, of not pointing at people in culture. They weren't pointing to one group or this group because COVID's been very polarizing and divisive, and I know you'll agree with that. But they did a very good job of not pointing out anybody or, or saying one one side is good and one side is bad you know some of you listening to this will land on one side and others will land on a different side and that's just fine they don't really single out one a lot of what they're doing is stating fact and here is the kicker that really makes this book so powerful the fact that it is footnotes there is a bibliography there is over 200 resourced uh uh 200 um references i'm sorry at the bottom of each page every page you're not gonna be able to see this i'm sorry because of the light but at the bottom of every page there is multiple resources so every time they make a quote a date they reference an article they reference something that was said they reference uh a news person everything is referenced at the bottom with uh websites with dates with publishers with authors with youtube videos with everything so everything you read and you're like hmm there's a resource for you to go and fact check that do your own fact checking you know and i think that that's so good in a fact checking cancel culture that we can uh, do that research on our own and not just take them at their word for it, but really go and do our own research. And they really, I think that that helps build trust with the reader, builds confidence. Now, I would give this book a 4.8 out of 5. Now, why would I do that? Why would I do that? As an avid reader, 4.8 out of 5, why would you do that? I think the title itself leads it us to believe that Anthony Fauci is a sinister, evil mastermind. And I don't think that that's true. Okay, I believe that this book kind of paints him as this befuddled sort of surgeon general type who's been given a platform he's not ready for. He's been giving influence he has no business having. And he's been giving uh, credibility that he just has not earned. And it just, he's not, I don't, 
and they they even talk about him not being as sinister as they a lot of people will make him out of, to be a, he just seems like kind of a confused guy um and he has no idea i believe the no idea the influence that he's had now i would refer this book to anybody i would refer this book to you and i'm going to give you a couple reasons number one reason why i would refer this book to you any reader out there is it will confirm your suspicions about the COVID-19 virus and the political purposes behind it. There is no denying that it is a real virus. There is no medical advice given in this book whatsoever. It is just observations. It is just facts with a reference for you to do your own research on everything they say. It is an amazing, it's, it's, it's kind of written like an article with a bibliography tied to it. Very, very well done. That's why I would uh, recommend you read that. Number two, it will open your eyes to the massive propaganda campaign used to control the American people. I think that that is so important. It will really open your eyes. If, you, if you've if you kind of been kind of going through this last year and you're like starting to now, hmm, I want scenes don't seem to add up. This is a book for you. It's easy to read. I read it in a day and a half, Okay. Very easy book to read. It really will open your eyes. And I think number three is it finally gives those of us facts to leave the fear behind. And and so I, I, I recommend this book to everybody. You can get a link in the show notes. You can get a link to this in uh, the comment section if you're watching this on Facebook. So I recommend it. But as always, I want to say, remember, Scripture is the guiding light to our lives the number one book we should always be reading we should always pick up scripture before we pick up anything else okay current events will change culture will change society will change things come and go and people political figures come and go and pandemics come and go and you know things change in our world but the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I promise you this. He is the greatest hope and the only hope of the world. And if there's one thing our world needs now is hope. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, as your friend, as your Redeemer, as your Restorer, He is as close as a prayer away. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am Eric Lumberg. Look for us here uh, every week, every Wednesday for a new book review. God bless you all and make sure you take a courageous stand for the truth. 